Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily, and this is your pop culture pop poppin'. Um, okay, that's the sound I'm workshopping. We, we said a lot of things last week about Mark McGrath, some sort of giveaway, no concrete plans. Listen, I figured it out. Okay, go on. So you have one week from you're listening on Thursday. A week from today is when this giveaway ends. In that time. We want you to follow at HiveMindHQ on Instagram and tag your friends. Every friend you tag is an entry in this giveaway. Holy cow. So if I had 100 friends. You could tag all of them, Emily. Wow. The prize is a cameo from Mark McGrath. You can do whatever you want with that cameo. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can use it to break up with someone as users that. have in the past. Yeah, he's done that. You, Mark McGrath is at your disposal on our dime. What's up, Brayden? It is Mark McGrath. This cameo was booked by Cheyenne. And this is a little difficult for me to say because it's the first one of these I've done. But she wants you to know it's very, very tough for her to stay in this relationship. Okay. Wow. All you have to do is follow at HiveMindHQ. Current followers are eligible for this, okay? Mm. If you're a current follower, you're already entered in the giveaway. New followers as well. Tag your friends. Each tag your enemies. Friend. And I'll, I'll make a post about or this. Or enemy. Obviously. Tag your friend in the post that I am releasing today. Or enemy. Or enemy. We don't care who you tag, man. Just a person. And they're all an entry in the giveaway, okay? To win you know a cameo what? from Mark McGrath. You know what I'd use my cameo for? Tell me. To tell the IRS that I'm not paying the overcharges they say I owe. You owe overcharges? $130 and I won't do it. Don't do it. It's from 2016. Rot in prison before you pay those overcharges. And Mark McGrath will let you guys know that. That would be so funny. Like, how do you get a cameo from Mark McGrath to the IRS? I don't know, but I'll figure it out when at I win. IRS, IRS at U, Google Earth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, so uh, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. David Archuleta. He came out as what was he? What did he say? Something. He's like, I'm not straight. I, I thought he said he's probably asexual. Yeah. Is how he phrased it. Um happy for him. David Archuleta from my hometown. Is he really? Did the you know him? The pride of Murray. Yeah, he's from my um, LDS stake. Did you watch American Idol? No, but no, I, I, you bet your butt I let everyone know he was from my hometown. Well, why wouldn't you? We have so few things. When I was working, I was working at a software company in American Fork and David Archuleta was doing like a photo shoot in mm. the parking lot or something. You know, nice. it was like, it was a weird time. It was like 2010. People did weird things. And yeah. he needed a place to change his clothes. And so he came into our office to change his clothes. And everyone was like, oh, there's David Archuleta. There's David Archuleta. Can you believe there's David, David Archuleta. Archuleta? He's like one of those like. He was like, I am David Archuleta. Is he, is he famous? Is he not famous? He's definitely famous here in Utah among Mormons. Anywhere else? Is he famous? I can't decide. Um, No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Yeah, he said in 2014 he came out as gay to his family. But I have similar feelings for both genders, so maybe a spectrum bisexual. Then I also learned I don't have too much sexual desires, 
and urges as most people. And then he did my favorite part, skull emoji, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> um, so he's saying, which some people call asexual. So you know what? He just says he's trying to find peace. Good for him. And yeah, good for him. Good for you, David Archuleta. Uh, happy for him. I hope that this has brought him the peace. He has been looking for. I I don't. I haven't seen any negative reactions to this. I haven't been following it super closely, but I have not. But I don't want to because I feel like there are definitely going to be negative reactions. I mean, people are the some, worst. People are the worst, especially people on the internet. Moving on. So that was brave and bold. Good job, David. Archuleta. Good job. We're, we're proud of we're you. We're proud of you, David. A. I'm a student body president of our high school, so I speak for all of us when I say, good job, kid. Emily, you were student body president? Obviously. Tell me more about that. What was your campaign platform? Student body president. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so, what did you accomplish in your term as student so body president? So what happens with student body president when I was in there was it was 60% popular vote and 40% you had a teacher interview. And they, out of the people who won the election with popular vote, they decided who would be president and just who would be vice presidents. So I really want everyone. Wow. Wow. I don't want to brag, but I peaked in high school. I was also homecoming queen. What so. are you? What? I'm like not worthy to be sitting in this I room know. With you. My dad used to like to tell me that the reason I was those things was because I was in remedial math. So I really like bridged a gap between groups. <laughs> and um, so I guess you could say Trump stole my um, running my campaign. You were the original populist? Yes. Wow. And you know what? You're welcome. Yeah. Wow. Royalty. Okay. Chrissy Teigen. <sighs> she, this is not the first time she's apologized for something. Like, it's become a fairly regular occurrence that Chrissy does something and then later apologizes for it. Yeah, yeah, she's sloppy. The crime she committed here, uh, the details are a little murky, but from what I can tell, she was cyberbullying teens and telling some of them to kill themselves. Yeah. Like, it's pretty dark stuff. No, it's really dark. It's not like just teens from Ohio, FYI. Not that it makes difference. It doesn't. But they were teens who were in, I mean, one's Courtney Stodden. You remember she was like 15 and her mom married, her, let her marry that 59-year-old. Who? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not sticking up for Chrissy Teigen at this juncture. I am just saying for clarity's sake, it was not just randos that she was like right. picking up. Right. From what I know, maybe they were. Someone tell me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah. It was dark. It was dark. I used to think I was a bully like an internet bully, and uh -huh. then I read what she wrote, and I was like, oh, no, I was never, no, no. Like, this is telling people, like, to kill themselves. Is that? Is not, that's not a bully. It's um next, what's ever above a bully? It's abuse. Yeah, it's abuse. That's what I would say is above a bully. And it's gotten, like, murkier because she bullied this guy, Michael Costello, from Project Runway fame, and, and he was like, I'm suicidal, and... Then I looked into it more, and the reason she said she had bullied him at the time was because he used the N-word. But then he was like, I never used the N-word. And he just, like, yesterday released all these Instagram messages between the two of them where he was like, I'm not racist. And she was like, yeah, you are. You said that. 
So that one was especially also interesting because in a twist of words you haven't, a name you haven't heard forever is Leona Lewis. Remember her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that lady, she posted a support of Chrissy Teigen that was like, Michael Costello refused to dress me after he said he would. And so some people are like, that kind of backs up the story that he's a little bit racist and like is maybe not the total victim here. It doesn't matter. Either way, even if someone is racist, I don't think you should tell them to kill themselves. It's just something I feel. Yeah, I don't think you should ever tell anyone to kill themselves. Her apology, uh, it was, I'll be honest, it was long. I didn't read all of it. I read it all. Did you? Yeah, I did. I read it all. Um, I felt like she was, have you ever been friends or dated someone who was an addict? And then like when they go through the steps, they like know how to like take ownership. Yeah. She, it was a lot of I language. Yeah. Which some people read her for filth about like, oh, I language, it's all about you. But I was like, no, I think that's just her saying this is all my own fault. Here's how I feel. Everyone knows I'm not in a cancel culture. I yeah. think there's no growth for the human humans as a species with cancel culture. I do think it's like you should be quiet for a while and just like sit with life is how I feel about Chrissy Teigen. But I do think she seems sincere. I still think she was 100% wrong. Yeah. And I also think you might need to just like take a step back from public eye for right now. And that's uh, that's okay. I don't want to cancel you, but I still don't want to like engage with you right now. Right. Just go away for a minute. Just like Pull take a, a beat. Bo Burnham, you know, and just go inside for a minute. Bo Burnham. Yeah, he like stopped performing for five years. But not because he did anything wrong. No, but he just like break. he needed a break. Bo Burnham's show on Netflix. We're talking about it. Eli and I are talking about so it in good. just a minute. I, I didn't think it. I cared about him. I do. I care deeply. About I him. didn't. I knew he was from Promising Young Women. Oh, no. He's the best. But then I watched that alone. Did you watch Eighth Grade? No, I didn't watch any. I'm telling you, I only knew him from Promising Young Women. And then I watched that special one night because I couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, this is genius. Yeah. And I'm not using that lightly. I mean that sincerely. Speaking of Eli, he's outside waiting. To explain the Jen Shaw stuff with okay. us. So, but real quick. Sorry, sorry, Eli. Two things real quick. A-Rod was seen leaving Katie Holmes' apartment. I can't buy that, and I refuse to. I do think it's just part of this fake web. They're all tangling together because, like, the day of or the next day, Benefer were making out in public. He also this week posted about his ex-wife. Oh, she's a great mom, which is probably true, but everyone's like, stop trying so hard, A-Rod. <laughs> And by everyone, I mean, I was. I was like, stop trying so hard, A-Rod. Um, I cannot. <laughs> I've recently cannot with Benefer. Okay. Um, I don't, again, I don't care. I mean, I loved it for a minute. I was hot into it. Very entertaining. Very exciting for me. But now I'm kind of like, you're fake. Oh, they're so fake. Because it's too much. They're not, they're overdoing it. Yeah, yeah, she's like wearing a shirt, blah, blah, blah. This is a watch she has from the 2000s. It's lame. Kanye and Irina. Tell me what you know about her. Okay, here's what I know about her. Irina starts from with an S is her last name. She's a former Victoria's Secret model. I think also Sports of Illustrated. Is, of course, of a course, banging body. Of course, yeah. Goes without saying. Uh, was dating Bradley Cooper, got pregnant with Bradley Cooper's baby, had Bradley Cooper's baby. They kept dating. The Oscars happened. He made love with Lady Gaga Gaga on stage. (laughs) stage. 
And Irina was just there with a frozen smile on her face. And then like literally eight weeks later, it was like, oh, we broke up. And now I guess she's dating Kanye West, which someone had, we had mentioned this before. Remember like a, like a month yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. We were like It was rumors. speculation. I didn't believe it. And now here we are. Never doubt Dumois. Who wants to date Kanye West? That uh yeah. No, that's my thing. Like I hate he's got mental illness. I hope I wish him well, but that is asking for a life of pain. Yeah, I think like here's how I feel about I mean, yeah, I would date Kanye West because like I'm pouring from Utah. And you get free Yeezys. Right. But if I was a beautiful woman who had some fame behind her, uh the uh a baby father with the bluest eyes. <laughs> This side of the ocean. And what a voice. And what, Am I right? And what a sing-song voice. I would not be dating Kanye West. I no. feel like I could do better. Yeah, she could, but here we are. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the lure to him? I think he's dangerous. In what? Yeah, in what way, though? Like, but, like he's going to, you never know. Is he going to zig or is he going to zag? But it's I'm exciting. Like, I get the lure to Pete Davidson, okay? Like, yeah. that to me is someone that's like, he's dangerous. Now let's put John Mulaney, shock of the century. He's dangerous. But... Like Kanye West doesn't seem fun and dangerous. No, he's he seems like work intense. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's up for a challenge. Raise your kid. You don't need to date Kanye West. <laughs> but that's like extra credit. Raise your kid while dating Kanye West. I just think I'm a. I like the Kardashians. Okay, I get into them. I feel like Kim really tried to go hard for Kanye. She seemed to really have his back sometimes. When she shouldn't have. When she definitely shouldn't, she shouldn't have, but she did. And I'm like, look, if Kim, who was trying very hard to be supportive from our, perspe- our perspective, couldn't make this work, I don't think I'd bother. She could date anyone. I'm sure this isn't the last we've heard of this, and we will circle back with any new news. But we have to move on because breaking news this week, and we have our resident lawyer, Esquire <laughs> Eli McCann, here <laughs> to explain what Jen Shaw is alleging and why she is trying to get her case dismissed. Yeah. Eli, you, I'm going to hand you my mic and you're going to explain you, what happened. Because here's the thing. I didn't know you could. I don't. It seems like they got a lot of evidence against her. How can she just dismiss her own case? Let me start by sighing because I don't still don't understand why I'm here and why I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I once again need to give my disclaimer that I am not a criminal law lawyer. Mm-hmm. No one should take legal advice from this podcast. I have now heard from two different sources that actual real housewives have been listening to this podcast and took what I said last time uh-huh. about the law to heart. And apparently it causes some heartburn. I do not know anything. I am literate. I am a literate man who read documents. Okay. That is all I've all right. done. That's true, but you know the you know the like the verbiage and stuff. Okay. I read the motion it, it, it's uh, the motion that they filed is essentially a motion to dismiss the case. What's there, a motion? Something you give a judge. You file yeah, you file a motion with the court and you're you're asking the court to grant you something and then the other side typically has an opportunity to oppose it and say why no the thanks. court shouldn't give that thing. Okay, okay. So her attorneys have been apparently working around the clock ever since this indictment was filed and she was arrested because a million over a million documents have been disclosed to them from the government. So this office apparently has been slammed looking at all this stuff. So they file this motion and they're trying to get a whole bunch of different things to happen. They want to get 
the charges dismissed, which is not going to happen. I'm telling you why, that right now. I, like, I want a million dollars. Why does she think it's like, like, why does she, are they just asking for the moon knowing they're not going to get it um, when they ask I to have it dismissed? They're asking for the moon, the stars, for a Slurpee. They're asking mm -hmm. for a bunch of different mm -hmm. things. They, I think they'll get the Slurpee. The Slurpee is that they want more time to be able to file additional motions. I think the court's probably going to grant them that. Just because of the amount of paperwork. There's so much work. It's so much work. And it, it, it just looking at this, I can see the court saying like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll give you some additional time to keep working through some of this stuff. They're also arguing that the government has not alleged fraud with enough particularity. You're supposed to, when you accuse someone of fraud, um, there are some requirements that you have to be pretty specific about what they've done. Um, so... My guess is that either the the court will say, no, they've done it well enough for these purposes for now, mm -hmm. or worst case scenario for the government, the court might say, okay, government, go back and kind of they can have a redo. A yeah. And, and give us a little bit more information. So that's a possibility. Um, so the, the, what has made headlines is the stuff surrounding her Miranda rights. So Jen Shaw oh. is very upset because she waived her Miranda rights after she got arrested. She talked to the police. She probably said some stuff that her attorneys were like, we really wish you hadn't said that. So she is trying to, her attorneys are trying to get that undone at this point. And but it was waived. They're arguing that her contact lenses were like dusty or something dry. Uh -huh. And so she couldn't see the paperwork that she was signing. But I went into the motion and read, she actually has a statement, you know, she mm -hmm. that, that is filed with the motion where she explains what happened. And they arrested her. They told her that she was, like they had an arrest warrant. They handcuffed her. They, yeah, they told her her Miranda rights. And then they handed her a document and they read it to her line by line and had her sign next to each thing. And so she's saying, well, I couldn't really see it. But she says that they did read it to her. So she acknowledges it was read to her. It acknowledges it was read to her. And also, like, if you can't see it and you're don't concerned about that, it. don't sign it. Just be like, no, I need my lawyer. But so she didn't do it that. It is and, an option to say, like, I'm not going to sign this right now. Yeah. You say, yes, you have a right. It's read to you in your Miranda rights. You have a right to say, I'm not doing anything until I talk to my lawyer. And then they can't talk to you until you have access to your lawyer. Well, they can keep she, talking to you, but you don't have to respond, right? Or do they can they have to stop talking to you at that point? It, it There's no really no good incentive for them to keep talking to you in that case, because if you it's have requested usable. a lawyer, there's really nothing that they can get out of that interaction that could be used in court. Oh, so boy. at that point, you know, they, they would, you know, give her access to a Why lawyer. Why would she but, sign it? Well, she says, she says in her affidavit uh, or declaration or whatever they call it, she says that she decided that she just wanted to talk to them because she was she kept asking the the police, like, what am I under arrest for? What are you alleging? And they wouldn't answer her oh. questions. So she says, I only signed it because I felt like I had to in order to get answers to my questions. And it's like, I I really don't think any judge is going to look at this and be like, she makes a point. Let's throw uh -huh. it all out. And you then, guys, she couldn't see this, but she could hear you. Huh? Well, yeah. And so... Anyway, it's I think it's silly. Um, you like, can lawyers just say anything? Well, I mean, anybody can just say anything. But could they make any argument and see what happens? No, I mean, there are rules that require law lawyers to behave ethically. And if you make some kind of argument that is so absurd mm -hmm. uh, that you're actually violating, you know, your professional duties in some way or you're violating. But the, dusty the rules context of is conduct. not. 
I think th- this is a f- this is a fine argument for them to make. I just don't think that they're going to win it. Oh, you know? that's fun. And so, I don't know. We'll see. E- Eli, old Eli may eat his words once again. Oh, old Eli. My only qualification to be here is that I'm literate. So I don't, you know, don't take and, anything. And you'll put the stuff. work in because everyone who cares about this, I will speak for all of us who say 99% of us did not read what you read. <laughs> like we all care and we want to have an opinion, but there is no way in hell I'm tapping into that doc. I don't blame you. It's a very long document. I don't have the verbiage. Yeah. And I could Google, but what's the point? Well, okay. But what, what, what I will say is if you were that interested in this, um, it might be fun for you to go and read her declaration because this is the first time she's actually said anything. I did read the declaration. Okay. That one is fun. She really paints a picture. And it, it really is. It's a, it's a pair, you know, point by point. Like, here's what happened to me when I got arrested. I was filming. Meg's going to read she it. Needs you. Did she describe her outfit really quick? Meg, do you want to sit? Nod Am I done? Head. Have you guys, have I given enough here? Can um, I get Eli, out of this Yeah, chair? but while we're trying to get you, you know, in trouble, have you watched the Erica Girardi documentary, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hill cast member who is, they just made a documentary about her and her lawyer husband. Never heard of her. Okay, well, get we'll out, get, out, get out, out of here. I'm not qualified to be here. Erica Jane, you never heard of her? Come on, Eli. <laughs> Uh, so huge thanks to our criminal defense expert an expert in Eli uh, Eli McCann whose uh, legal advice you should take to court yeah if you are getting if you're in trouble with the law just reach out to Eli I'll tap up type up an affidavit (laughs) we'll uh we'll get him to stamp it he's gonna you know some boilerplate files (laughs) all right I'm gonna read the statement that she submitted she uh I assume the outfit you're referring to is the hair yeah, I mean it's the not, the boots. It's the you. Boots. Why don't you describe the outfit and then I will read the uh, submission that okay, she made. Okay, so Jen was wearing, if memory serves, if you remember, she was getting ready to go on a cast trip, so she just braided her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxer, boxer. Oh, you wig. mean what was she wearing at the time of the arrest? Yeah, that's what yeah, I yeah, meant. yeah. Did she describe that or no? She doesn't describe it. Uh, I'm gonna uh, let me read why it. Why don't you read it? Okay, so the events of March. 30th, 2021, the best day of my life. Oh, absolutely. Probably yours. Yeah. Um, on March 30th, well, 20. It was a mixed day for me. You know how I feel about Jen. I know. A heartbreaking but exciting day for you. The for drama, me, just a hoot. The drama was absolutely ecstatic. Uh, on March 30th, 2021, I was arrested in Salt Lake City, Utah, while on the road on my way to recording an episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City for the Bravo Network. Shortly before I was stopped, an unknown person called me and said that my husband had told this unknown person to call me. The unknown caller told me to head home. I immediately tried calling my husband, but he did not pick up even after I called more than once. I began to worry for him. Soon after, I received another phone call, this time from a 917 number. The caller explained that his name was Detective Christopher Bastos and that he was with the New York Police Department. I was confused why an NYPD detective would be calling me as I was in Utah at the time. My first thought and apprehension was that the call must be related to my order of protection against individual one. I was therefore eager to know the reason for the call. What's an individual one? Um, so it sounds like, and Eli can tell me if I'm wrong because he knows everything. It sounds like she had a restraining, a order. restraining order against in, an individual. Then they are not giving the name. So they're calling that person individual one. Eli has something to add. 
I have a little bit of information on this. Can you oh, hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, so in 2017, she was assaulted by somebody, okay. and it sounds like that person is somehow associated with the cur current criminal investigation. Okay. So he's oh. part of this fraud scheme, and so the FBI apparently did interview him or knew about him or were investigating him as well, and so while she was talking with them, she apparently mentioned him and they were like, yes, we're aware of him, blah, blah, blah. And so because of that, she's claiming in this declaration that she thought that they had contacted her on this day to talk with her about the violation of the protective order uh, because she had one against him. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Uh, okay. Knows so, everything. See? Best criminal defense lawyer in the state. In the, in the state. nation. <laughs> you take that. You take that. Detective Siegfried. Bostos. Siegfried. <laughs> What's that guy? What's that lawyer in Salt Lake that they always yeah. want to call that? Jensen. Salt? Siegfried and Jensen. <laughs> Siegfried and Jensen, yeah. Uh, Detective Bastos did not tell me why he was calling, but instead told me to pull over. And minutes later, he pulled up in a car with other agents. I was walked to the back of the car, placed in handcuffs, and told that they had a warrant for my arrest. I was at this point very confused and emotionally off balance from the strange series of events and thought I might have been the victim of false identification. Sure, Jen. Yeah, sure, sure. I repeatedly asked Detective Bostos clarification questions, including am I under arrest and am I going to jail, which were phrases I used interchangeably and thought of as the same thing. Detective Bostos never answered either question, but repeatedly said words to the effect of, we just want to talk to you and I promise we just want to talk to you. He also told me more than once that we just want to make sure you're okay. Detective Bosso's statements led me to believe that I might be in danger and that the police might be there to help me. I was still confused, however, because I had been placed in handcuffs. I was at this point consumed with a desire to know why I had been placed in handcuffs and apparently arrested. While I did not know this at the time, I later learned that Detective Bostos was well acquainted with Individual One, as Detective Bostos and I discussed Individual One and his brother during my interrogation. Detective Bostos drove me to the mm -hmm. ICE headquarters and brought me to a break room with a circular table and three chairs. Detective Bostos and an HSI agent handcuffed me to one of the chairs and then joined me at the table. Detective Bostos read me my Miranda warnings from a printed paper. He also handed me a copy to sign as I read along. Although I heard the words of Detective Bostos read clearly, my contact lenses, which were in my eyes, were dry, and which I did not have my my eyes. <laughs> I did not have my reading glasses, so my vision was blurry, and I was unable to read the paper in front of me. But he was reading it to her. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Where were her contacts? <laughs> Even while being read my rights, I did not fully understand what was going on. That seems like it's a gen problem. This is a personal problem. I did not fully understand what was going on and still thought that one explanation might be a potential misidentification. I was eager to find out what was going on when what Detective Bostos just wanted to talk to me about and why he wanted to make sure I was okay because I was not getting answers to my questions. I believe that the only way I was finally going to get an answer was to sign the paper and waive my rights. Again, that's a gen problem. That you shouldn't sign stuff you don't know. Each time Detective Bostos asked if I understood my rights, he told me to initial next to the relevant statement of rights. At one point, I signed next to the wrong line because I could not see the paper. Hmm. Detective Bostos reread the missed line to make sure I knew what I had signed. After I stated that I understood that I could stop the questioning at any time for the purpose of consulting an attorney, Detective Bostos told me that I got a sign there. I followed his instructions. Okay, so it was read not once, but twice. Um, yeah, yeah. At least. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. After I signed the waiver, even though I could not read it, but before Detective, Detective Bosco's app began his questioning, I informed the detective that my contact lenses were blurry. Detective Bosco's and the agent found my contact solution in my bag, uncuffed me, and allowed me to fix the contact. When they recuffed one of my hand to the chair and began the interrogation, I was never told and did not suspect that the entire conversation was being recorded. 
I did not know the purpose of the conversation of what, if anything, I was being charged with until close to the end of the one hour, 20 minute interrogation. Shortly after Detective Basso said, I want to conclude. Okay. So unlike Eli, I am not a lawyer. Okay. But you were student body president and that's an honorary yeah, law degree so I actually in my understanding. More than he does. Yes. At this point. Uh, I do watch a lot of TV though. Uh-huh. And if it has taught me anything, it's that you shouldn't sign <laughs> anything with the police. If well, you don't know me, what's going on. This reads like like a really good performance review of this detective. Like this is like yeah, give like that guy a job. raise. Oh, he read it to you. He asked you to sign he next to it. He asked if you understood multiple times. Yeah, it sounds like he's really tried to do his job. Jen, anybody listening, you can say, why am I being arrested? And they don't tell you. You can say, I want to talk to a lawyer. Eli, am I wrong? You have a right to an attorney. I saw this just yesterday on Breaking Bad. Yeah. And it was her own damn brother-in-law and she still didn't talk to him. Yeah. That's right. Breaking Bad from 15 years ago. I'm just caught up. Proud so, of you, Emily. I think... You were busy running a high school at the time. Yeah, no I'm one sorry. can blame you for not... Yes. 10 years before I was running a high school. And it really stuck with me that the the duties of the office really dragged me down. Yeah. You've so, still, I still see that way heavy on your... Yeah, I know. I always go to bat for Genshaw. I've recently tried to switch going to bat for Genshaw. At this stage right now, I will tell you she's an idiot. All right. Well, in conclusion, remember... And don't sue me for defamation. Can she sue me for defamation, Eli? For calling her an idiot? No. No. She's an idiot. Yeah. I agree. In conclusion, remember to enter our Mark McGrath cameo <laughs> giveaway by... Tagging your friends in the photo of Mark McGrath we are posting today. Each friend or enemy, just person you know, tagged counts as an entry. Is this a desperate ploy for more Instagram followers? Yes. Sure. I'll but say don't this. you want that Mark McGrath cameo? If you guys tag Jen Shaw and she reshares, I'll give you 10 that, Mark That's McGraths. extra points. That's 10 Mark McGrath com- cameos. Yeah, I don't, like if you do that and she reshares, sorry, you win automatically. Yeah, and and Mark McGrath, we'll pay for him to come to your house. (laughs) No, we won't. (laughs) All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with more Pop Culture Poppin'. Be sure to check out the Patreon, where right now is available our Cruel Summer Episode 2 recap. And tomorrow will be our first ever second tier episode. Uh, Eli and I are talking about Gone with the Wind. We're doing all... A completely unproblematic show. I know, I know. I'm like, how are we going to talk about this? Uh, we are doing all of the Academy Award Best Picture winners from that point on. It's going to be a huge undertaking, but we're excited about it. Um, so you can find that Patreon at patreon.com forward slash HiveMindHQ. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. We'll talk to you next week. We'll okay, goodbye. actually see you. Yeah, okay. we'll see you. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye.